Oh, yes, and uh, we're recording uh, today at the Inspire Theater in downtown Las Vegas. Brand new facility, and they were kind enough to give us the space. So thank you to everyone at the Inspire. Hey, Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Yeah. Welcome to Ice Cream Social. I am Matt Donnelly. I am Paul Mattingly. And that is some groovy new theme music that our audio guy Jacob put together. I love it. Jacob, do you have a title that you want? Do you want I just say audio guy all the time. I like audio guy. Yeah, yeah, audio guy Jacob. Wow. Is that a, is that a, a sample dialogue or is that a... a, a a, uh, it sounded a little that? like you, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the female voice was me. Get out. The, no, no. The uh, yeah, the male voice was actually me. Aha. And the female voice was my lovely wife, Sarah. Oh, that's so cool. Jacob has a lovely wife. She's a good gal. She's lovely. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, that might. I'm be, happy. I'm happy to have your wife on our theme music. That might stick. That might be a keeper. I really dig that group. I like that a lot. What's that? Like, that kind of like Dick Dale. Yeah, it's guitar. the '50s. Yeah, yeah. Like roller skating girls bringing you your ice cream, and yeah, who knows what's going on? I was instantly in a very like white place. And oh that's, man, and that's where podcasts. <laughs> that's where podcasts live. Hot August nights <laughs> alive right here. I mean, I don't know if if if, if uh, we get some female listeners, which is great. Thank you so much. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? Is we that get, we, we, we get some female listeners? We do. We do. What? Well, of course, we do. All <laughs> podcasts is what I'm saying. Are pretty white, dude. Oh no! Yeah, you're right. There's a you're lot right. of there's a lot of white dudes. Oh, well, certainly the pod, the other podcast I do, Geek Shock. It's oh, that's white, dude. pretty white dude. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really talk. I mean, we have some we have some female fans, but yeah. they're few and far between. We talk about really weird niche stuff. That's would you all. say like this is our seventh episode? Would you say that we already have more female listeners than than Geek Shock? I would guarantee it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I just want to say that like we this is our seventh episode, and we have already it's already going very well. Yes, very like, pleased. Um, I I, oh, uh, I I follow our stats, and we are increasing almost daily, but uh, overall consistently on the up and up since we started. In just a very short time, we're already like rolling over listenership. It's it's great. So thank you to all of those who are listening, subscribing, and spreading the word. It is much appreciated. And, and if you know if there's something we should be doing, like hey dipshits, if you have a podcast, you should be doing blank. We want to know that as yeah. well. And I want to say also, some people went right up onto uh, like we have uh, a bunch of five star reviews on our iTunes account, and none of them are me. I didn't write one of them. Right. I didn't. I didn't write one of them either. I know. That's. I couldn't believe it. That's pretty great. I thought for sure the first five star review was going to be from me. No. I went on there to review us, and lo and behold, people had already given us stars. We're already and already there, reviewed us, which is fantastic. So, seven episodes in, we've done what we came to do. Thanks, guys. We had <laughs> no, to. No, 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 Paul, what? we're going oh. to keep doing it. We're oh, keep oh, doing okay, it. okay, all right, all right. <laughs> we're putting two uh, two episodes out a week. Okay, those are the rules. Uh, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> I'm as sure as I could be. All right, okay, Thanks. guys. Guess we're still going to stay. <laughs> Great news, everyone. I tell you, here's what I, I want to try something because why'd you put been, farewell episode on the title card? there? what's it? <laughs> you're throwing me, man. I just I want I want to see if you would cry. My goal <laughs> is by the end of this podcast is to make you weep. Well, then burn a He-Man figure in front of me. <laughs> you know, I used to do that. Burn, burn He-Man figures. Yeah, of course you did. And Jock. also, I would stick a 
I would. This is this is Dick. This, how much money I I lost on this <laughs> habit when I got slightly older for toys. Yep, we would put firecrackers in them and blow them to pieces. I have to admit, I had a couple of instances where uh, not official branded GI Joes, but some knockoffs did yeah. meet their demise at the hands of fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to it just, happens because if you pull the the GI Joe were held together by these industrial rubber bands, mm-hmm. and if you pulled out the torso. There's a perfect slot for like a little lady finger right. thing, and I would put it right in there, and I would watch the body parts just explode. Luckily for me, I discovered all that internal mechanism and toy construction, yeah. and I got into the habit of just turning them into basically Legos. So I would dismantle all of my Joes right. and then reassemble them in oh, different characters. new combos. Yeah. Oh, you were like Dr. Frankenstein with precisely, your G.I. Precisely, precisely. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say... Paul and I grew up in a place where we got access to fireworks, blew up uh, figures that looked like human beings, right? Walked around with water guns that looked like real guns. Dude, I had a giant AK forty-seven. Yeah, I had a I had a very oozy looking oozy. I got a great water gun story. Keep going. Uh, and you and I have committed zero murders, zero capital offenses, none. And I I don't own a gun currently. Not at all. Me neither. <laughs> I have no desire to nope. to murder or commit violence against. I other have people. lots of lightsabers and fake swords. <laughs> But no guns. But you would never use your fake lightsaber on another human being. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. (laughs) I've actually been looking online. They have these great combat-ready sabers. The one I have is an artifacts. It's an old one. Yeah. Now, by today's standards. But but it's still... Okay. We're going to get into this? All right. We're getting into this. (laughs) You're talking to yourself right now. All right. So the lightsabers... Yeah. Okay. So now this is a little taste of some geek shock. Matt, are you going to listen to Paul? I think we're going to listen to Paul. If you're interested in some uh, geek shock, here here you go. So the lightsaber that I have... Should we put like a time limit on it? One of the, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's one of the old ones uh, that came out way back... I bought this probably 2001, 2002. Yeah. Uh, one of the first Master Replica really nice lightsabers. The uh, beam, it's Vader's saber. The beam extends up through the uh, the pole that has you know some kind of uh, luminescent uh, fiber inside of it, whatever it is. So like you know, a light bulb. Yeah, it's kind of like a light bulb, but it always stays extended. But then when you you hit the the switch, the light trickles up the beam and then trickles back down. Oh, so the the beam itself is always in place as a toy, as a yeah. physical toy. Yeah, you, you got the, the white physical effect. thing there, but the light effect zips up it and zips down it. That's pretty cool. Now what you have. There it precisely, and that sound is in there completely. It's just like that. What you have with some of these newer models, yeah. the beam just snaps on completely. Yeah. But uh, but that's because they're built for combat. They're not built for effect. And so these these special combat ones are made of a more resilient plastic yeah. and a stronger metal and all this kind of stuff, and they have... There is a big underground thing. I think there's a big movement in New York. There's a couple other places where... You know, part-time stunt people and just big-time trek nerds and uh, gymnasts are into, and fencers are into, uh, saber combat. This is not a nerd thing to me. This is a jock thing. Absolutely. It see, this is where this is where one of those places where the things cross. I totally agree, and I think I mean the I mean, to me the only reason Star Wars is popular. Is because of lightsabers. Uh, I would, like, I would, I would say, say you're hard pressed. Yeah, like ninety five percent of why Star Wars took off is because of lightsabers. It's a the the laser sword is a cool cool thing. Yeah, Lucas really hit on something with that. That's what I mean. Like the the lore and everything that all the all the people really get into, and and the the hero's journey of Luke and everything like that. Mm-hmm. There's no way that's really just pecking at the heart of every child. Well, 
it's be it it is I'll say it is because of the lightsabers because the lightsabers connect it to all of that ancient mythology. Yes. It you know it suddenly it's King Arthur. Uh, you know agreed. what I mean? That's yeah. what I mean. Because like I watched Robin Hood and I got into bows and arrows. Right. I watched Star Wars. I wanted to get into sword fights and not the gay sword fights that I engage in today. Legit sword fights. <laughs> are you a stream crosser? Is that what you're telling me? All do, I do. Are you are you going to urinals constantly and be like, hey man, hey man, sword fight, sword if, fight? If you come up with a better way for me to spend my time, I'll do it. But in the meantime, that's all I do. Is Cruising like, bathrooms for I, for pee sword fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if someone tries to grab it like in a gay way, I'm what? like, whoa, whoa, hands off. We're just. We're just sword fighting. Guy, don't you, don't you know the rules? <laughs> Is that gay? Is that say gay? <laughs> oh, man. I keep, I, in my mind, I keep saying I'm not going to address every drop Jacob does, and I've addressed every drop Jacob does. I'm trying not to. I want to, I want to seem like we're a professional radio gig, and we just let it go on like it's not Yeah, happening. it seems like it. <laughs> really, I'm transported. But sword fights are fascinating to watch. When choreographed properly, yes. Correct. Choreography is exactly where I was going, Paul, because look at wrestling. WWE wrestling, really fun to watch. Can be. Actual Olympic wrestling, really hard to watch. Yep. And have you ever watched actual fencing? Yeah, Yonsville. Stupid boring. Boy, oh boy. Stupid boring. I actually, this is a true story, anytime I've gone into a pitch meeting and not dazzled them whatsoever, and they kind of haphazardly as the meeting is dying... Uh, go like you got anything else i have this pitch that i've done multiple occasions that is just so that i can tell a story like this because it is dumb to tell an actual pitch person this then but i have uh a show that i want to make called perry thrust out for justice and perry thrust is one of twin brothers <laughs> perry, perry and thrust no no, no he's, he's another thrust brother oh there's Perry Thrust and say like Johnny Thrust. Would it wouldn't be another term? Uh, come up with one. Well, there's well we got uh, what's that one cartoon Donald uh, Daffy Duck is in? I where don't know. He, he's uh, the Robin Hood Daffy Duck. Yeah. And he's got the bow staff. Uh huh. And he's and he's and he's going through the different motions and it's thrust, parry, dodge, spin, dodge. Let's go dodge. Twist. What is okay? Dodge. dodge. There you go. So parry and dodge thrust. There you go. And uh, uh, Dodge was an underground pool player who was murdered over his gambling debts. Dude, Dodge Thrust, Thrust is a great name. And then, I think they're going to steal that for their next car. <laughs> is there already a Dodge Thrust? <laughs> yeah. There should be. I rented it. Welcome to Dodge Country. <laughs> Here we drive Thrusts. So, Perry... Like a rock. Go ahead. Perry Thrust is a rich millionaire <laughs> who finds out about his brother's death, and he is a, an avid fencer. But he has to avenge his brother's death, so he goes under into the pool scene as himself, as his brother, as his dead brother. He's a twin. He's a twin. And in, he can't play pool with both hands. So Does he, he plays he plays pool with a tiny stick that you use when when you when when a pool table is up against the wall. He uses a stick and he plays pool one handed and he thrusts like a fencer into pool, but he plays amazing pool. All right, so that's the hook. That's is the his, hook. Is his watching him play you'd pool watch, really you'd well? Watch him play pool really well with one hand and one stick. It's a rough hook, dude. <laughs> that's a hard sell. <laughs> you had me for a while there. <laughs> I mean, it's got a very Knight Rider yeah. thing going on, you know, because yeah. uh, Michael Knight was basically David Knight, yeah. brought back by I the rich da- guy who wanted his son again. And in the eighties, if if you're young and listening to this, you don't know you missed out on a lot of everybody really, was evil twins. Had evil twins. Everybody was evil twins. Even like different with the goatee. 
<laughs> yeah. That goatee meant you were the evil version yep. of yourself. And, yeah, that started in that started with Star Trek with the Mirror Universe. All right. Evil Spock. He not, was the first oh, goatee clearly. Yeah, the the the, the evil I Earth do, Empire. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. That's probably if it Star Trek did it, it they probably did it first. Yeah. Um what is your water gun story? Uh well just yeah, I had those Uzis like you did too. Yeah. Which were like they looked just like an Uzi. Yeah. There was no coloration on those whatsoever. None. Not even a red tip. Nope. Straight up, this is an Uzi. Yeah. And we loved those guns. Had the big, long magazine. Yeah. Oh, so fun. You felt like you were in an episode of Miami Vice. Oh, it was so cool. It was great. And they did They did pretty good. They had some distance to them. And they said, when it would start the little engine. Do kids still run around with guns and play Bang Your Dead? Not as much. Not as much because parents are real, and and it's and I you know I we, can't blame them because we, we rallied like every kid we could. We would have like oh, man, ten yeah. on ten, yeah, and we all neighborhood. have guns that look like real guns, and we'd right. run across a whole neighborhood, everyone's backyard without permission, right? And no one called the cops on us. Same here. We would actually the fun thing we do we would take clay and we would just stick batteries to clay, and then we'd stick the clay on a wall and then hide somewhere near where the bomb was, and if someone walked by, you just yelled boom. You got from it. the bushes, and they would turn around and look for the bomb, and then be disappointed when they saw. Mm. And you'd have to return to base and start over. Yeah, we did stuff like that. We did we did tag with the water guns. Yeah, we call it Rambo. We would have one guy with the water gun, the other two were having to hide and try and not get hit. And yeah, you call out Rambo, and then boom, everybody run and go try and get him. And I remember reading a script where someone wrote in like, "Bang, got you." Did not, did too. Right. And I thought that was so funny. And I was like, "Is that not universal? Like that totally. was totally universal." I think it's gone now, but. Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say was I had this other gun I traded with my friend, and man, it was huge rifle. It wasn't an AK, actually. It was a, I don't know what, like a straight up just military, and I did have a red tip, but it was huge. Yeah. It was as big as me when I was a kid. And it shot water. And it shot water, and it was very powerful, and it, you know, doom, 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 it would just go. You press, so what I did was my father had some PVC hose, mm-hmm. uh, and so I attached hose to the intake valve, I took the clip off. You hacked this shit? I hacked this shit. I put, I took the clip off. I put the hose that goes into the gun itself, connected that to another hose, and taped that up good. Then I ran that hose into a two-gallon milk jug, empty milk jug, full of water that I then put on a backpack. So I never had to refill for water. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you, you I was the brutal. king of the neighborhood, dude. I was the water king. <laughs> I remember, like... In a in in like a uh, like how we discover the nuclear bomb, like the first time someone brought a super soaker out to a water gun fight. Oh lord, it like, changed the game. That's the thing. It's like we didn't we didn't reform our our gun ways. It wasn't like oh shoot, I hate having this realistic Uzi. You're right. I should paint it weird colors or I should destroy it. Just someone brought out this neon colored, brightly lit, couldn't possibly m- mistake for a real gun thing that shot water that like in a cascade in a level and like water hit you and it had weight right to it it wasn't like squirt 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 like no. even if you had like a big m16 water gun yeah like my m16. little thing was, it was a little squirty squirty you, you just, get like a couple little droplets on your shirt yeah 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 it looked like you were in a light sprinkle yes you got caught in a light summer shower yeah yeah it just it became like a game of like don't get me wet that's the game Right. But you didn't actually care if you got wet. Because you super didn't really soakers, get wet. Right. Super, super soakers, soakers ruin your fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> you got hit with a super soaker, ruined your it's, goddamn day. That's it. 
And then that just took, took away that that won the gun battle. Not oh. not parental supervision, not warnings about crime, not no matter how many times someone robbed a bank with a water pistol, my dad wasn't going to take away my Uzi from me. Mm-mm. But Super Soakers changed the game. And I remember as a kid, it was a big thing of it became a real irritant, even though they weren't considered, uh, you know, dangerous law enforcement wise of people mistaking them for real guns. I remember a long while there for one summer uh, where it was, you know, kids on the street corners hitting cars and open windows and stuff when people were driving by. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Super Soaker became a really. Yeah. Yeah. Real nuisance because you had real power with it, you know. Yeah, the car breaks would slam and you laugh and like run like hell the other yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I never did that. Yeah, I was, I did. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, so here's what I want to do. Okay, and I want I want the listeners to do the same thing because we need to start we need to start gaining more listeners. And we're going to advertise this. All right, everyone. Here's what I'm going to do. And do so this if you if you want to do this, do this. Loosen your belts. <laughs> zip your pants. Down. What sword fight? No. Yep, sword fight. Okay, across across the country. <laughs> sword fight across America. So can, can we do? Can we make that our weird charity? Is that possible to have a sword fight? Kids need the things to do after school. After school activity. <laughs> Sword fight across America. Start off a sword fight across the schoolyard. Send in, send in your YouTube clips. Oh God, it's so much trouble. Oh man, here come the cops. Right. No, here's what I, here's what you know what I'm sick of is BuzzFeed quizzes. Okay. All over Facebook, right? Sure. So what I want to do is I'm gonna, I want to take Matt and Mattingly.com and get like a, a, a like a tiny URL or like a hyperlink thing. Uh-huh. And what I want to do is put it on a picture of like uh, Ted Kaczynski and be like, I got Ted Kaczynski. BuzzFeed quiz, which sociopath are you? And then with a hyperlink. <laughs> and then if people click on it, it's going to go to our website. Now that you've said that, now that you've just said that and put it in the ether, it's yeah. there. Which serial killer are you? Yeah, which serial killer there. are you? I want it to happen. It's there. It's happened. Well, here's the thing that pisses me <laughs> off about the... Well, this is what I want to see. Why? Okay, so, yeah, so for those of you who don't know these little BuzzFeed quiz, it's like, what what Disney princess are you? What Star Wars character would you be? And everyone reposts them on their Twitter and Facebook accounts. Yes, many people have taken to doing that. And and as my wife says, she she gets sucked into every one of those quizzes, but she doesn't want people to know she's doing them. <laughs> so she never so reposts. She never reposts. Right, I don't repost them either. The people I, who I are take like, quite a few of them too. I am GI Joe, or you know whatever. <laughs> and the, but the thing is, like I that's exactly how that guy sounds. This all started every Facebook. I post am GI Joe. I should live in Chicago. I know. It. That was one thing I wrote, roped me in. Like everyone started posting, "What city Where should, should you, you live in?" Mer. And I got like I got like ten questions in, and the last question's like, "What what's your favorite food?" And I was like, "If I click pizza, I'm gonna get New York. I click pizza, you New should York. live in New York." And I was like, "Why did I answer the other ten questions?" Right? No, there's there's and everyone knows you should just when live you in New go York through those like quizzes. There's clearly one question. And it's just going to totally top it off. It's like, you know, which Sesame Street character are you? And you get down to that question like, would you like to live in a garbage can? (laughs) Yes, no. It's like, well, I wonder what the fuck's going to happen here. (laughs) Would you rather eat cookies or be imaginary? Right. Yeah, yeah. hmm. What what switch is this going to flip? Doi. I I believe these quizzes gained steam after there was a very legitimate thing in the New York Times. It was fascinating. It was years of research, uh, and rather than just display this research in a boring way, they turned it into a quiz, which I thought was smart. But scientists had you answer questions of like, what do you call a road next to a highway? You know, a do you bypass, call it a service road, service a bypass? Road, whatever, you know, what it's, uh, yeah. Or you an don't have a name ramp. for it at all. 
what do you call a, 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 an industrial, like a business truck with 18 wheels that, that hauls trailers? What Big do you call rig, it? a semi. 18-wheeler. 18-wheeler. And all that stuff. And tractor so, trailer. Yeah. What do you call little bugs that came out near inside your house that if you touch them, they curled up into a ball? Pill bugs. I call them potato bugs. Okay. Right. So, like, they researched all of this. The regional differences. And if you answered all these questions, it literally it gave you where you're area codes. Yeah. Where you possibly could have lived. And it was where really accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really fascinating. And there's about 25 questions. And it nailed where you were from. That's pretty cool. And but then they turned that, co-opted it, and turned it <laughs> totally. into... Totally. That got so popular. Are you Oscar the Grouch? <laughs> they turned it into like, yep, you're Oscar the Grouch. Which nipple piercing would you be? <laughs> which nipple piercing <laughs> would you be? <laughs> I knew it. I'm a tassel. I've been a tassel all along. <laughs> you're, the, you're the mom's hoop earring. You... <laughs> <laughs> you went upstairs and did it with your mom's hoop earring when you were alone one day. Gross. You turned your mom's hoop earring into a cock ring. Oh, um, which is honestly I I hadn't hadn't done, but it's a good idea. I bet you hadn't done it. I had no, I was I had not. I had not. You had not. You got a couple I, hours to get I, I won't. Right, no. Um <laughs> the day is young. <laughs> I just I just added a to do. At the end of the day, <laughs> um, that's why, like, like, oh, like, American Pie is based on the premise that kids fuck pies, right? Like the whole. That's joke. not the premise. No, no, I've seen the movies. I know that that's not the whole premise. But the idea of naming an American Pie and having it be a, a double entendre—it's a major plot point of the first movie that a guy fucks a pie. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why was this making you uncomfortable? This is weird. Well, it's like you said. <laughs> So I'm about to the ask movie. you if you've ever fucked a pie. Is that why you're <laughs> squirming? The movie is not about fucking pies. No, no, no. What That's I'm saying the th- is the premise of the joke that they put in the script is that a guy wants to fuck a pie. No. He doesn't want to fuck a pie. He gets advised he gets to advi- fuck a pie. No, he is not even told to fuck a pie. He is metaphorically instructed by his father as to the nature of the female interior and the way that the father describes the womanly pleasures of the vagina he says it's like a warm slice of apple pie and he misinterprets and it. he well he not only misinterprets it he goes well i want to feel what that's about and so he starts putting his fingers in a pie right and then he goes i'm gonna just go go ahead and put my dick in a pie so you think this is the first time that's ever happened is on the movie American Pie. I don't think that at all. That's where I was going with it, and you got really uncomfortable. I just think that, you no, know, way the way I heard it was like you were think, making American Pie out to be this whole, guys, see that movie about fucking pies? No, no. Everyone, that's knows. Not, <laughs> everyone knows now, but no. it wasn't even marketed that way. Everyone knows it's about that I think there is a fetish movie Where the girl doesn't know the now. webcam is on. <laughs> There's that and the whole flute up the pussy thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just a reference. That's just a joke. Right. Now you're trying to make it out to Hannigan's movie. It is a sick movie. It's awesome. Yeah, it is. It was good. The first one's good. First one is very funny. Mm -hmm. I remember liking it a lot. I wonder if it holds up. I haven't seen it in forever. I just was thinking the same thing. I I I don't know. Probably not. Don't know if you could pay me to watch American Pie right now, but I do remember liking it in the moment. Mm -hmm. Kids out there, fuck pies, right? Sure, we're going with this again. See, this is where I, this is where we cross paths. I don't think people fuck pies on the reg at all. I don't think it happens often, if ever. I've never fucked a pie. 
I'll put it out there. Right. Neither have I. <laughs> We're so brave. <laughs> All right. Go. <laughs> I'm not going to follow up on it. I'm going to change the subject. I got blueberry balls. <laughs> Which pie? That's all I was going for. Which pie would it be? Yeah. For me, it would have to be one of those hostess because then it'd be like a pocket pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you bite off one end, you're good to go. You yeah, I've thought this out. You now, squirmed <laughs> and bled and tried to change the subject. And then when I finally drop it on, you have an answer like that. <laughs> a well thought out answer. Yeah, ready with logic. <laughs> I mean, if you get to going on it, though, that thing's going to crumble to shit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to hold up. You'd have to wrap it in foil or something. <laughs> I want one of those, like, bad... Now like, I'm thinking of it too far. I want one now, of those, like, uh, uh, hostess shelf life, like, that has, like, a shelf life of, like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. One of those pies. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's his, na- yeah. his name is uh, Fruit Pie the Magician, right? <laughs> Isn't that his name? Oh, the guy, the mascot? Yeah. Fruit oh, Pie I don't the Magician. Is that true? He's a magician. I think his name is Fruit Pie the Magician. I have no idea what you're talking about. Is the any- hostess mascot. They yeah, got yeah. one for everything. You got Twinkie right. the Kid. Twinkie the Kid. Uh, they got Ding Dong, the no, Ding no. Dong. <laughs> they got Chocodile, the Chocodile. <laughs> and they got Fruit Pie Magician. <laughs> Every They broke pattern. They had, they had a perfect pattern of no, Ding Dong and Ding Dong, <laughs> Crocodile the Crocodile. And well, then, Twinkie the Kid's a cowboy. You're right, but he's still Twinkie. Suddenly fruit pie is still a fruit pie. It's a fruit he's just pie a magician. magician. He's, right. he's, he's just a solid fruit pie. He's got that that sh- that D letter D shape of a hostess fruit pie, but he's a magician. He wears a magic hat and a cloak. There's a commercial out there. The secret is he looks the same way going out as he did it going in. <laughs> with the amount of preservatives he has. It's magic. Him. It's magic. I never biodegrade. <laughs> no enzymes can destroy me. <laughs> There's a commercial with him riding a carriage. And he does a bunch of magic for kids and shit, and then they eat his pie. I'll tell you what was the best pies. To eat. Yeah. Yeah, let's just well, make, sure we, let's make sure we're clarifying. I don't know if it was Hostess. I think it was. It was ba- It was a Hostess-style pie. Yeah. I don't know if it was Hostess behind this one, but do you remember the turtle pies that came out for a while? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No. Oh, my God. They're so delicious. So, you know, Hostess has all, var- all kinds of varieties of their pies. Yes. Uh, this was a vanilla pudding pie. But the vanilla pudding was tinged with green, so it looked like oh, look like green slime, green slime, turtle, turtle ooze. blood, whatever ooze, mutagen ooze, yeah, mutagen turtle ooze. blood. <sighs> you guys, I was joking. <laughs> I knew it wasn't turtle blood. That's disgusting. Don't don't harumph me. <laughs> I, <laughs> they can't all be gems, Paul. But I certainly wasn't thinking they were marketing actual turtle blood to teenagers. <laughs> Dude, check it out. This pie's full of my blood. <laughs> Take this pie. Within it is my blood. Blessed are those who believe in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kawabunga. I mean, the guy, one of the guys did paint the Sistine Chapel. Kawabunga. <laughs> yeah, he did. He totally did. Um, <laughs> you, the new, There's a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle thing coming out. A lot of controversy with mm-hmm. that, right? Well, the biggest controversy is the artist that they've chosen. They got, you know... Oh, they chose new names? Well, yeah, they got uh, Grandma Moses and... Uh, <laughs> Maya Angelou. <laughs> Maya Angelou. And what's, what's, what's the, the one, new, what's the the one who, paints all the, who paints all the vaginas hidden in flowers? Oh, uh... uh, uh what's uh, her George name? George O'Keefe. George O'Keefe. <laughs> and then they got uh, Ann Geeds, 
which I thought was a real stretch. I'm like, she's just a baby <laughs> photographer. She's barely an artist. But there, there's the four now, and it's like, wow, man. They find Ann Leibovitz in a sewer. <laughs> yeah, they find her down. They find she's Leibowitz. their instructor. Yeah, she's the instructor because she's bankrupt. She's living in a sewer. Yeah. I don't know what happened. I had a real <laughs> lucrative career, but now this I, is what I do. I saw the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it really reminded me of an old episode of 227. <laughs> well, there's no place like the sewer. Oh, boy. Where there is injustice, I will lay my sword upon thee. Where there I would crime. love to have Marla Gibbs be the shredder. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's... <laughs> Who wouldn't see this? <laughs> what, is, what is Maya Angelou's day rate at this point? And she's too fragile to actually strap a shell on her back, right? Well, half a shell. Dude, a CGI can work miracles. <laughs> All you need well, is Maya, to just stand in front of this green screen. Right, all you got to do is just, you know, dot her face. Why do I have ping pong balls upon me? You're being motion captured. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time I write a poem about this. <laughs> ping pong balls all over my body. Someone tell me why. I find that the ping pong balls capturing my movement should be tossed aside. No one will capture me. Not again. No, I'm free. Maya Angelou. I, I found Maya Angelou's bone to be a little literal in the last time around. <laughs> You're a fucking racist. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't get it. Every poem she's talking about is a struggle, you racist. Oh, my God. I think it's about her motion capture from her Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. You're racist. You would think that, you racist fuck. <laughs> Watching Maya Angelou in full motion capture bodysuit. Dude, that's a sketch. Key and Peel, if you're listening, yeah. run with it. No, it it has to happen. It has <laughs> to happen. Also because of the rules that like celebrities must their last movie must be terrible or embarrassing. Dude, how fun would it be if like it was this whole parody thing of Maya Angelou wrote this like action script and and, <laughs> and that's what it's all about. It's I like, know everyone thinks I'm a poet, but there's this Vegas heist I've been trying to get in Hollywood's ears for years. I've been writing Lethal Weapon Six for twelve years. <laughs> I just like, Daniel Glover is a good friend, <laughs> and I have decided to help him on this project. I know that Mr. Gibson has had some differing opinions. <laughs> if, if Mel Gibson can reconcile right, with America... He stars in Maya Angelou's Lethal Weapon 6. That is... Everyone would... If, if my the Angelou, healing If Maya Angelou happening. gets up and be like, You must forgive Mel. He's perfect for the role. <laughs> then... Eartha Kitt he is my mind, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gibson, how ravishing <laughs> to have you here. <laughs> Where have you been all my life, Mr. Gibson? Oh. <laughs> um, Eartha Kitt is Maya Angelou <laughs> in motion capture. Which one is the one? And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. For my Angelou as a Ninja Turtle. So pleased to have this award. I'd like to thank the Academy and, of course, my director. Man, do I want Mel Gibson to make some kind of amends because I need to see him win another award. <laughs> I need to see Mel Gibson take Take the podium one more time. One more time because he has lost say. it. Yeah, it's going to be way it. out there. Whatever he, he said, like, I, he can't come back. I don't, what, I don't think he's he, in a place. He's sixty something now, right? I don't even think he's that old. I think the cigarettes really? make him look sixty. 
He's, he is apparently a chain smoker. I'm saying apparently because I have to I have to toe lightly because the one thing he's going to get sensitive about people saying about yeah. him is the smoking. How dare you accuse me? <laughs> but uh, I'm only going to try to look it up right now. But um, I believe Mel Gibson is is still in his fifties. All right. Well, I think uh, we've got it wrapped up there for Miss Angelou. If you're looking for your next project, <laughs> you write the Lethal Weapon sequel. <laughs> calls <laughs> Maya. It's Mel. It's Mel. God damn it! Pick up the fucking phone. Oh, hold, hold on, Mel. Yes. <laughs> Pick up the phone. I need you to. I need you to write me a fucking script. I've been working Listen here, on one. Listen here, you dirty one. little cunt. I fucking hate your guts. Whoa, you Mel. Think you, you think you can get away with this? You can get away with not writing me a script. Mel, I wrote one already. I will destroy you. I'll send it to you. <laughs> um, you know you're not he, listening. He, uh, you know the the, the woman that uh, played his voicemails and everything. Right, all ex, that crazy stuff. She won a huge. Uh, lawsuit settlement. Okay. Then went, uh, you know, anonymous. Shopping spree. Yeah, went, went shopping and stuff for a year. Said, I need to do something with my life. I think I'm going to try to make a band happen. I'm going to get a band going, right? Then, because she's Mel Gibson's ex, she goes on Howard Stern to promote the band. Uh, the band. She's, Howard asked her one comment about the uh, relationship. She says something really vague, but like obviously it wasn't that fun. I mean, it's just no fun being with Mel Gibson or something like along those lines. Yeah. Uh, breach of contract, breach of law settlement. She wasn't supposed to reference their relationship at all in a public forum ever again. And he got it all back. Lost all the money. <gasps> yeah. Oh man. So don't do lessons Stern. learned. No, you can no, fuck he... with Mel Gibson. You can't fuck with Mel Gibson's lawyers. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Mel Gibson, fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight. He has the face of a dead bag of leather. Right. <laughs> right. Is. That if, is a punching bag if of you, a face. If you opened a sarcophagus and yeah. he popped out, no one is surprised in the room. <laughs> no, 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 no. one. In fact, everyone thinks he's just going to grab a chainsaw and get to work because he Every- is a destroyed leather face. Everyone goes, what happened during the preservation process to yeah. this mummy? What went wrong? And when you talk to what? younger people, you can talk about how Robert Redford was once very attractive you can say this guy was a real heartthrob right and, and then we'll go okay sure paul newman even mm-hmm. you go like by the way that guy was unreal mm-hmm. you try to explain to the youth what was going on that with mel gibson. gibson was like the hottest motherfucker in terms of dudes i mean yeah, for you, our during our time he was yeah. the everything if i had you know a gun to my head and had to have a top sword fight list he would be at the top of that list mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s Man, does he not? No one can't. No one wants to hear that. I also try to say something about myself too. I try to tell people how attractive I was when I was younger, and people just won't have it. <laughs> Liar! Get out of here, you mummy. So I went to the <laughs> new. <laughs> uh, we're done, right? I'm gonna move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. I went to the the just recently in town remounted Jubilee. Oh, I thought you were going to say they remounted Mel Gibson. <laughs> they stuck him somewhere, finally. Do you feel me, Mel? <laughs> they put Jubilee up. The classic. <laughs> Here's my Dodge Thrust. <laughs> my Angelus chapter on Mel Gibson, everybody. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello, nightmares. Mind the ping pong balls. <laughs> yeah, we have, we don't have knock all, those. Don't knock have, those balls off me, Mel. <laughs> they are motion capture balls. She gets. She takes to wearing a motion capture suit everywhere she goes, even though she's not being motion captured. Doesn't get it. She says, "I'm recording this entire. My life is now in preservation. Everywhere I go, I'm being. I'm being motion captured. 
Maya, it doesn't work like that. Listen, I'm wearing the suit. I've got it on. She comes. She shows up in like these gala <laughs> events. Like, uh, She's got this yeah, skin tight spandex. Maya and, will and do. <laughs> Maya will do your dinner. Uh, she'll be showing up, and she will accept your award. And uh, I'm sure that'll help a lot of Dungeons Charity. You should know that she is in a motion capture suit phase. A what? She'll be showing up to your gala event. Covered in ping pong balls and a black leotard. This is black tie only. The president's <laughs> going to be here. Uh, Maya, is, it is a black outfit <laughs> with white ping pong balls. If you want to refer to them as pearls, then I think everybody will be okay. Maybe if we're, we're at in, in our camp, we're calling it her pearl face. <laughs> we'll spin it. <laughs> we need her here, poet laureate Maya Angelou. What's great is that, like, if, wherever she went, you could try to turn that into a video game. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mocap Angelou. That is, I love the idea of wearing a, a motion capture suit to preserve yourself. Like that is always. I'm getting motion captured. Suit. As long as you're wearing the suit, everything you're doing will live forever. Uh huh. I'm preserving this. My life is important. It's that important. Uh, so Jubilee, big show in town. Like the, was a big show in town. Was was the was the, was the First huge show here in town, the biggest. Um, Foley's Bergere. Foley's Bergere, where they came around first. Foley's Bergere is older. Yeah, but I think I don't know which was first here in Vegas. Yeah, well, those two were but like Jubilee. The... Yeah, those two were the the classic. When you thought of Las Vegas, you thought of dancing showgirl with giant headdress and yes. skimpy outfit. Yeah, that's what you were stage, imagining in your stage mind. Stage spectacle. Yes, Jubilee. Or and Foley's Bergere, what you were imagining in your mind. Foley's Bergere closed, I think, in 2008. Yes. And As did then, everything in this town. A ton of stuff did. That was when the recession hit. It's so height. bad. And then Jubilee was the only game in town for a few more years after that. And if you went to Jubilee and realized how old the show was. Oh, it, no. Foley's Bergere was the only one. Foley's Bergere. No, no, no. Foley's Bergere Jubilee closed. was closed. No, no, no. Jubilee. Oh, oh, Jubilee was still in. Okay. Jubilee stayed open until like it only closed like a, like not even a year ago. Okay. And and they closed it not like Foley's Bergere closed. Right, like this Jub- is done. Jubilee, Jubilee said they were gonna we're gonna close and we're gonna figure some stuff out. We're gonna we're gonna right. shake it up. because um, one of their classic uh ladies, uh oh, what's her name? She has a really funny name. Maya Angelou. No, no, no. But she's just as old. <laughs> uh do you know the name of the person who runs Jubilee? It's uh, Arden, isn't it? No, Don Arden presented it, but um uh shoot. There was a woman, uh, her name is like Lacock or something like that, but she was Lecoque. the choreographer. She was the choreographer. Um, Stale Lecoq. Damn it! It is that. It is that funny okay. in real life. Anyways, she retired. <laughs> okay. She retired, and they thought it was time to remount the show. And uh, and so, like the, but if you saw Jubilee before it closed, I thought it was funny because like the, it clearly just kept stuff and then changed a few little things over time. And so to watch it evolve over time, it just was this really weird, just unintentionally, strangely juxtaposed, odd. Yes funny because you saw like wow that would have played in 82 right but man they've you know it's still yeah and then, or they, they kept in like this tap number because it showed off like these tuxedos because it used to be like that used to be the attraction was like look at these dresses look at these headdresses and look at this fashion like you've never seen such great clothes and like now we don't care about that, that was stuff. yeah right that was a big deal well and also the i i, I assume the technology for Costume craftsmanship has advanced so much in the past thirty years. Right, it's not that big of a thing to see all the. I mean, even though it should be, even though we should be awestruck because those things are freaking handmade. Oh yeah, 
bedazzled with all those little you're rhinestones. Totally right. it, it, that, it, the craftsmanship is amazing. We just can't appreciate we it. We don't have the eyes for that kind of stuff right. anymore. We don't care. Yeah. Are you talking about Fluff Lecoque? Yes, but it's pronounced Lecoq. Her name like, is Fluff Lecoq. Oh, wow. Is her real name. Her name is Fluff Lecoq, and she was in charge <laughs> of the choreography Fluff for the show. Lecoq. Forever. I mean, forever. Uh, was she in charge of the choreography for your sword fights? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she would never have approved of the, the techniques I was using in those. I was Both not, hands. I'm Both not, hands. I'm not looking out for my fellow dancer. What are you doing? Both hands on the wiener. <laughs> but, uh, and, and, you know... Fluff Lecoq. I uh, went back and saw the, the, the remount. They, they, they redid the show. and This is recently. Yes. It's just, I mean, like it's still in previews. I don't think it's even officially open yet. Okay. I got brought in to see it. And Paul, there is a scene in it that if you saw, there's no way you describe it differently than me. Okay. <laughs> it is a gang rape dance uh, with a female dancer and uh, eight snake eyes from G.I. Joe. <laughs> There's like eight guys who are dressed exactly like snake eyes from G.I. Joe, except their, except their torsos are showing. They just ha- okay. except they have their, their abs out. Uh-huh. And there is this thing where they added this element where Jubilee is a dancer. Like Jubilee is this like time traveling. She's dancer. like Jim. Yeah, she's like Jim. She's truly outrageous. Truly, truly. <laughs> Truly outrageous. Got it. Um, and and so like they then Snake Eyes would represent like this, uh, the like the beating out of her of all of her hopes and dreams. Like she can't, and and like and and, and like 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 a master's theater. It really is so odd because Jubilee is this giant spectacle, and so they have this really artsy like seventies like fame like art school like presentation where these words of like her uh, that that uh, what it goes, makes hope her, yes yeah, love yeah, like, dazzling dream yeah yeah. yeah. Promise. Yeah, exactly. And all of it is just getting beaten out of her by snake eyes. Just <laughs> tossing her all over the stage. Oh, man. Oh, man. It is great. It is so <laughs> funny. The thing about Jubilee that was there before and remounted. Who wants a, to see that shit? Because he, every, he, he, you he, can appreciate that. Because correct. you have the right mindset of this is camparoo. This is goofball. But for someone... That was not campy in the least. Right. It is heartfelt, soul somewhere. There's soul a, searing. There's a choreographer who still cries every when he time he about sees it. it. Yeah. Right. When he thinks about thinks it. about it. Like, yeah. oh my god, that piece I put on you. People are going to know I'm talking about me. <laughs> They're going to know that piece is my biography. <laughs> I've I've stared too much. I bared it, and there it is. Yeah. And you laugh. You laugh. And that's me. Up there, naked and beaten by snake eyes. So, oh, what the fuck? So, okay, keep going. Yeah, so Jubilee is this character in the show now. Like, it is a dancer. And now, there's there's a lot of famous uh, things that were in the old Jubilee that obviously people didn't want to be touched. You know, some of the, some of the old numbers are gone. Uh, Get, hit me with the three top iconic moves. Gotta have a Titanic scene in there. <laughs> you gotta have it. If you, if you, if you don't know That's what I'm right. About. That was a big thing when it opened, wasn't it's it? Unreal, and it still looks. Unreal. I remember like, that when it opened as a kid. Yeah, being controversial, people were like, "What the fuck?" 
because it's a totally not about the dancers and it's just about what they can pull off on that stage and you really watch like the titanic, the titanic in sinks. levels and then it sinks and there's so much dramatic staging around it you really can't believe you're seeing it in the theater like it really is unbelievable to see with your eyes so the titanic must stay right even though it's a really weird dance number that starts that thing and it's not a, it, that's the opening no 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 it's, it's early the in the show it's, okay. it's early in the show in fact this, I would think you'd save the sinking of the Titanic for the end. Exactly. It's such a huge stage spectacle, and they put it like in the first like third of the show. It's really weird. Okay. Whoever orders that show, you in order to really you want to go see the show, which I do. I would see it again in a second. I've got to see it. You now. have to flip your switch of I really appreciate this to I ironically appreciate this. Right. And then you've got to be able to flip it back. That's the hard part because there still are numbers in there that are unreal. That are really great, and I'm sure those dancers have are pulling you know crazy moves. Yeah, and that's thing. And this this new remounting, they've added a lot more numbers. Here's what they've really added in a great way that they did not do in a good way beforehand. Black people. There are black people in this show, and they're really good at dancing and really good at singing, and they have dances that are really good for them, and they have songs that are really good for them to sing. So now it's not just right this whitewashed creepy. Except there's still whitewash elements still held over from the old show. So what's the, okay, so we got the Titanic. What else do we have? Well, here's the thing, right? So we have this very dramatic thing of Jubilee as this time-traveling dancer. She's now a character. So when they do different stuff like in Titanic or whatever, somewhere in that number will appear a dancer like holding a jewel, which is Jubilee's like soul. And then they just added that person in. They just like have her, have her go on stage and do that thing. And there's this great like redeeming moment of, of Jubilee where she is... She is she is she has lived past the Snake Eyes gangbang, and is like triumphant again. And there's this really <laughs> great dramatic moment. Like she's on the side, she's holding the jewel. These like topless girls literally pop out of the ceiling because that's what the fucking Jubilee does. They bring naked chicks out of nowhere, and then uh, they have this really dramatic monologue of like, "You have the beauty of Elizabeth Taylor. You have the talent of Marilyn Monroe. You have the charm of Audrey Hepburn. You have been this woman the whole time. You are Jubilee." They're saying this to the audience? No, they're saying it to Jubilee as she okay. waits on the side of the but the, And then the next line after this dramatic build of it, like her dreams are, you know, she's conquered. She is, she is, she is her full Redeemed. force person. She goes, now go find true love on the Titanic. Actual line. Now go find true love on the <laughs> Titanic. It that would have if, been a better line. It is as if the whoever's in charge of remounting this, and I don't, I don't know anything about the background of the show. Now but it's as if they, Jubilee. as if they brought the script and were like, "This is your new Jubilee," and they read it and they're like, "We love it. We just need to put the Titanic number back in. So just uh, put that in." And uh, they probably sent that to uh, some really great punch-up artist who goes, <laughs> "All right, here you go. <laughs> Picture this, if you will. Jubilee is redeemed. She stands with her jewel." Naked bitches fall from the ceiling and tell her, you have the beauty of Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. You you have the talent and personality of Marilyn Monroe. Now, go find love on a Titanic. <laughs> huh? 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 Do you fucking love it? Do you love it? Of course you do. And do you know why? Because drama. <laughs> drama. Because you know why? Here's the thing. Here's well, the, the thing. The, They're looking out for her. They want her best interest in mind. You, but here's what we all know sitting in the audience. That Titanic is doomed. <laughs> this, is the, this is the kicker. That's the subtext. We all get it. Poor Jubilee. 
All her dreams are come true. She is this close to receiving everything she's ever wanted. And the boob angels say, go on the Titanic. Oh, no, Jubilee. This is the sound that all of our audience makes inside. <laughs> oh, no, Jubilee doesn't actually come into the script. But that's what's happening. We are. We feel now for this girl like we've never felt because we know the Titanic is doomed. So in the original script I had, uh, see if you can get your freak gun on a boat or something. You think go find true love on the Titanic? It's more powerful than get your freak gun on a boat. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> I'm taking that line, if you don't mind. Sure. I've been working on this side project with Maya Angelou for <laughs> really the Weapon 6, and it's perfect. Gibson has this moment where he just looks at the, at the lead gal and he's like, let's go get a freak on on a boat. It was a perfect fit, so please. And my ping pong balls crumbled against the starboard bow of the ship as I laid with Mel. Several of the ping pong balls. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> Wait, who's is Eartha Kitt in that suit? <laughs> Damn it, Eartha Kitt. You call for her stunt double. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Maya's in her dressing room, locked in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a dubious, fiendish plot <laughs> has occurred, boy wonder. We've got to get onto that boat. <laughs> Holy pussy ride, Batman. There's only one thing to do. The bat boat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways... I Jubilee Holy Pussy Riot is insane. It's it's as insane as it ever was and even better. Insane as it ever was. They've inserted insane all these insane as it ever numbers, was. But it makes still makes no sense. Boobies below me? Still Boobies uh, above me. Still this weird There are boobs in the bottom of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Letting the boobs go by. Watching them bouncing up and down. Um, See the boobs go by. <laughs> Titanic underground. <laughs> the, the, last, the last thing I'll say about it, then we, we got we to gotta go into Jock versus Nerd. Yes. Is that one thing they had in the old show that is still somehow in the new show, which it makes no sense. They come out in tuxedos and in soft-heeled shoes, like soft dancer shoes, and there's clearly a tap number taking place. But they're not tapping. And they do not tap. And they're just in tuxedos, and they just move their feet around as if it's a tap routine, and there's no tap. And it's this awkward, soft noises as they sweep their feet around the stage. <laughs> is this supposed to be a sand now, dance? What, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what it was in the first time. I have no idea why they kept it. It was on the list of like, oh, if this is revamped, I bet the first thing to go is that weird tap number that's not a tap number and in the show. there it is. No, but it's not only is it in the show, but they decided earlier, they add this really cool leggy number where the, where the, where the scrim comes up and they just reveal legs, and just legs, and guess what the girls do? Tap. Tap. So they with do actual for, tap with actual tap shoes, and so then that second part, they're like, "Is it? We don't want to be redundant. <laughs> Here it is, the second the second number, no taps. It's silent. You know why? Because Jubilee's voice is silent. <laughs> Here she is, so close to all of her hopes and her dreams, and yet no sound comes out. And us in the audience, we go, "Where's the taps?" That's the sound that goes from the audience. That's not in the script. Where's the taps? But that's what we're feeling. And that's what Jubilee is feeling. Where's the taps? Then, if we want to get really... I love this guy. I want to bring this guy every project I really have. Really on the nose. In the background, quietly, we hear taps being played. <laughs> because we're having a funeral. Yeah. It's a funeral for Jubilee's heart. <laughs> 
So there's no taps, but there is taps. Uh, uh, uh. We pay you by the hour, right? You're damn right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Jock versus Nerd. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> nice. This is old WrestleMania, right? Ladies oh. and gentlemen, it is time. Time for that next battle in the war of Chucks versus the Elaborate. It was very elaborate. <laughs> uh, I would send it to the Jubilee guy for a rewrite on a couple of things. No, that's great. That is great. Is that your voice again, Jacob? Yes. <laughs> uh, that was good. That was a good announcer voice you were doing. At, at about 2 a.m. when I came up with that idea, there was no one else in my house. <laughs> no one to say, mm, tighten it up. <laughs> Here's the thing. That too. Here's the thing. It's not a matter of like, it's a great idea. It's perfect. <laughs> Lose two minutes. <laughs> uh, okay. Don't change a thing. Paul, Cut it way the fuck down. What <laughs> do you think is the average hourly wage of a professional NFL cheerleader? Uh, I know it's exceedingly low. They make diddly dick. I'm going to say it's uh, $10. It is two dollars and eighty-five cents. Shut up! Two. If you break down the 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 amount of work they do, With the rehearsals and everything, because they're right. probably unpaid for a bunch of their stuff. On average, they get paid anywhere Bus trips from and stuff twenty-five dollars to at the top end ninety dollars a game, and then they have to uh, rehearse all the routines and stuff for free. So it comes out to about two two dollars and eighty-five cents an hour. Holy crap! And I, the, I could see that, but my God. And there is a uh, one. They're not unionized. Oakland Radio cheerleader who is finally, uh, who is married to a lawyer who finally was like, hey, guys, guess what? That is illegal. And it's technically not illegal on the federal level. Right. But, it, but this is an article I read at ESPN in the magazine. State, there's the California has labor laws. Like in, in the federal level, you can do things that's called seasonal work. And because the NFL is only 16 games and doesn't take place all year, it's not a full-time job. So therefore you can do things like, you know, when you get paid stipends to, to like help out. Like declare yourself a non-for-profit organization. And right. All that kind of stuff. But uh, it's a Sports. really big deal. Oh boy. Uh, because someone is suing and there's more backlash than there is cheerleaders in favor because cheerleaders just like the status right. and the quote-unquote sisterhood of being a cheerleader more than they uh, want to it's get paid a decent yeah. amount of money. Now, they also can do things like if they do do uh, appearances. Right. I mean, there's other there's other perks to that job right? besides the perks But that those are still don't pay tops, anything that makes it a job. The most right, you can make no. is maybe like 300 or 400 bucks to do some event. No. And those you, there, there aren't a bunch of those events. It is definitely a prestige thing. And for the amount of events that you do that you, you do get paid for, there's a bunch of events that you just expected to do for charities and things like that where it's considered part of the charitable work. You sign up for that charitable work to show up at all these events for free. Well, that's distressing, but not terribly surprising. No. As an actor, I, I get it. 
that exactly what I went to. There are so many actors who do stuff for free. Yeah. I mean, the amount of times, and we know this from living in Las Vegas, the amount of times you see an audition post and you wonder if it pays at all. Yeah. And they're asking you doesn't. for like two months of work. Yeah, no. Like every evening of your time. Yeah, when I just got back, when, when Second City closed and, and I had a little bit of money and a little bit of time to looking for a job. I Here we on. go, Paul, with a Second City closing. What? It was a big thing. <laughs> no, it was It really thing. was. It crushed it was my a, world. Yeah. But, but you're right. I do talk about it all the time. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Well, it just marks time for me. I'm totally kidding. Well, I'm not because it is it is it is. I shouldn't talk about it as much as I do. But go ahead. Anyway, did one of those projects. A <laughs> lot of time and effort. No coin. Very disheartening. Like was even was even told there might be a little something. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I think I even ended up bringing in some stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. using some props and things. So yeah. So just just how it is. This town but is. This weird is just let you know, Paul. That in this world, there are some pretty girls who have it as hard as you do. And I don't think you think about that enough. I have it hard for pretty girls. So <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're simpatico. All right. Nerd me up. Okay. So you mentioned wrestling. Yeah. It has been the WrestleMania weekend. Mm-hmm. Just happened uh, Sunday. Do you know which wrestler suffered his first defeat ever at a WrestleMania? He never been beaten at a WrestleMania event. This is the first time. Hmm. Come on, you know this. This is big in the news. Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, come on. You know this. Uh, you do know this. Surely uh, you do. It's been big news. I honestly... You really don't? Think, you really don't uh, here's know. the thing. I think I can take a good guess. Yes. But I have absolutely not read about this in the news anywhere. Okay. Who... who ne- this guy has never been defeated every time he's appeared at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. He always wins. Not that he hasn't been beaten other times. Oh, it's just, just his WrestleMania. WrestleMania. His WrestleMania record was perfect. Despite all of his vitamins, despite all of his prayers, despite all of his training. Wrong road. <laughs> that guy didn't get cleared to perform. That guy also called the dome the wrong dome. Right? He was yeah. He was <laughs> he was the host of the event. Hulk Hogan was the host of the event. But the WWF WWE, I should say, uh, doctors would not clear him oh, for actual wrestling. That's combat. so unfair. Unfair or you know accurate. No one should that guy he should would, not do anything. He there. would die. I wouldn't let that guy like get me a cookie jar off the top shelf. Right. He's so badly injured. He's he's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's 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 sad. Um, was it the woman from Hulk Hogan's sex tape? Yes, she was the one. She'd never been fucked at WrestleMania. But this time, yeah, it's Bubba the Love Sponge's gross wife. You got it. You got it on the first guess. Bubba the Love Sponge's gross wife. John Cena. Is no, John, John Cena. Seri- is that a serious guess? That's my guess? serious guess. Boo hiss. Come on. John Cena's been in the game for maybe 12 years he's been with the company. Oh, it's someone older than John Cena? Dude, this guy, his record is 21. It was 21 and 0. No. Approaching Sunday. Now it's 21 and 1. Is it the corpse of Macho Man Randy Savage? You're close with corpse. <laughs> You're closer with corpse. You're on the right track now. You smelling it? You feeling it? Is it I the Undertaker? It was- yes! It is the dead man, the phenom. The Undertaker. <laughs> there is his theme music. Brilliant. This is such. It's. I adore this guy. Loved him as a kid. Have the utmost respect. Apparently, he is the guy in the company. Like everybody respects this guy, and just has. The, he's just like the coolest in the locker room. And like, if you get the nod from Taker, 
you can you can make your bed. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all good. Like okay, we're we're gonna, you're gonna be fine if if he respects you and everything goes up. Well, anyway, was uh, he defeated by a guy with a bow and arrow on the streets of Atlanta? He was defeated, strangely enough. <laughs> By Brock Lesnar, which no one expected to actually have it happen. So He's back in wrestling? Right, yeah. So he's gone from his UFC back to the WWF for the last year or so. Oh, wow. uh, he flips back and forth sometimes, but uh, Brock Lesnar beat him. And uh, apparently, I'm getting the scuttlebutt now after these uh, just yesterday. A lot of fallout on the net. You're I don't know. If, the I don't know if he because uh, I didn't get to see the, the thing and I didn't get to see uh, this Monday's recap show yet. But the word on the street is early in the match. Undertaker was uh, severely concussed. Oh, okay. And so he didn't get a chance to uh, really, you know, the match, I guess, was kind of subpar, which is a shame because he usually puts on an amazing show. But the match was kind of stale, and then he just kind of kind of got beat and then got taken to the hospital for a concussion. That is a shame. It really is a shame. Well, the guy's 49, yeah. and, you know, he's you know, been beating the hell out of himself and other people forever. That is the crazy thing. That's the, no matter, no, uh, spoiler alert, wrestling is rigged. Yeah, no, I mean, the fix is in, but at the same time... It takes it's a ton of physical strength and ability and showmanship. It really is hard. There's a lot of strong guys out there who love to fly across the ring who cannot talk, who cannot act, and you have to be able to do all that stuff. Right. It's really, really hard to be a professional wrestler. I just call it punchy ballet, yeah. and it's it's just... It's as, it's as grueling, demanding as all that, you know, the kind of life a dancer has to lead, yeah. the kind of physical torment you have to put your body through. It's not easy. And it is, there is a ton of, of true athleticism going on, even around all the ridiculous, silly uh, storylines and the fun. I mean, I, I think it's hilarious. I really yeah. have a good time with it. I think sometimes the people, the, create, the creative teams that they have on there, I get very disappointed. I think a lot of us who grew up way back in the day were like, man, you could, you could shit out better storylines right now. <laughs> you could literally just take a shit and go write that down. Here's the thing. This is what this is. Undertaker <laughs> comes back. All right, well, I got a second, real quick question. You got another, time for another quick question? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got. We do. We're going to record another podcast coming up. All right, so this and is the segue this, this on is, that one. Is I'll just tease it right now. Oh, tease. We have a professional, uh, someone who is a professional dancer or was a professional dancer, amongst as many other showbiz accolades. Right. We're definitely going to talk to him about wrestling. We're going to talk to get right into him about wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's our first topic because we know he's a big wrestling guy. Okay, so just real quick. Yeah, and you didn't know this at all, so you probably won't know this either. Right? Who was the Undertaker's manager who passed away just recently? Oh, I can picture him. Right, he's a shorty little uh, pale guy. Right. Uh, was it uh, Randy Devito? Close. <laughs> Danny DeVito's brother, Randy Close. DeVito. Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer. <laughs> Paul Bearer oh, was man. the. Was we got to get him into Perry Thrust. The stage name he went by. Um, Paul Bearer is a great, it, great. Name. It was great. It was it was really great. Paul Bearer, not Paul oh, Bearer. Paul Bearer. It was Bear. really really cute. He carried around this little urn of power that was supposedly controlling the Undertaker. I do for remember that. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. So all that kind of stuff. But uh, he and he also did. My last time with wrestling was though. Undertaker versus Ultimate Warrior. Right. That was right on the edge of my ability to be interested What's in that? wrestling. Ninety two, ninety three. Yeah. No. That was probably more. Yeah, maybe. Let's, yeah. let's skew younger, just so it sounded like I got rid of it when I was younger. No, I mean, no, that's about right. Ninety. That was probably ninety, actually. Eighty-nine. You're, yeah. You know, it was probably close to eighty-nine. That's when it was the best. I mean, yeah. Ultimate Warrior, as terrible as that person is, that was in real life. Oh, in real life. Yeah, yeah. Incredible performance. Yeah, amazingly enough, uh, steroid abuse can affect your personality. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> he and Mel Gibson would get along famously. <laughs> just leaving that there. Um, yeah. Where's my stunt double? Right here. 
I just came down from the mothership, and now it's time for me and all my warriors to cry. Pick to up the, the fucking phone, Paul Bearer, you miserable cunt. I'll make your life fucking miserable, Paul Bearer. <laughs> this is the ultimate warrior. Return my fucking calls. My undertaker, <laughs> please don't be too hard on him. <laughs> but I thought there is something poetic to the fact that Paul Bearer just passed. Yeah. Of course, he. it was the 30th anniversary of WrestleMania. Yeah. Appropriate time for it to all go. So my only beef with it was Brock Lesnar. I think anybody else yeah. would have been much cooler to lose to. But I get here's it. The, here's the good news about there Paul Bearer. Let's spread the good news of Paul Bearer. His spirit still lives on in every Jubilee performance <laughs> that takes place in Las Vegas. <laughs> Shake them titties. Right. Whoa. <laughs> Titties! Oh, I want to thank Mr. Paul Mattingly. I'd like to thank Mr. Matt Donnelly. Follow Paul on Twitter at the famous Paul, and follow Matt at Sweet Matty D. I want to thank Jacob, our audio guy. Woohoo! I want to thank my my big boss, Ben Gillette. Thank you. And uh, coming up, uh, our next podcast will be interviewing a, a professional dancer. But we kind of he is a he is a uh, he's been in a bunch of Cirque shows. We're going to talk to some Cirque. We're going to talk about Cirque du Soleil a little bit. In a way that won't get him or... He's going to play the Titanic in Jubilee next yeah, week. That's what he's understudying that's his, for. He's, he's learning how to sink. He's, his audition piece is me, her. <laughs> he has to sing that. Me, her. Me, her. All right. That's the Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Ice Cream Social. <laughs> Check out our next episode. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just had some ice cream. <laughs> and it was good. Don't eat that ice cream. You'll spoil your dinner, Undertaker. My Undertaker, stay away from the rocky road. You have a nut allergy.